0: Welcome to the Niche Agency Podcast, where we delve into the journey of owners who have gone from saying yes to everyone in every project to thriving industry leaders and authorities. Here's your host, Ryan McGovern.
1: Hello and welcome. For those of you that don't know yet, I'm Ryan McGovern. I'm currently the Director of Sales and Marketing for SEO Brothers. We are a white label SEO company, although we take on direct business projects here and there. Prior to this position, I've owned a few of my own agencies as well and have been in your shoes, two of which were massive failures that I'm actually pretty proud of, and one was a success that I'm very proud of. Join with me today is our guest and, of course, an agency owner,
0: Michael, and we're really thrilled to have you here, Michael. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Ryan. And you know what they say about failures, man. You win or you learn.
1: Yeah. You know, I always say fail fail fast, fail often and learn. Yeah. It's just not the same failures over and over again as when you get into a, the problem areas. But yeah, if you're not learning anything from your mistakes, then what was the point? Yeah. To our listeners, like that's, that's been a point that's come up pretty, pretty frequently with almost everyone I interview. It's like that just persistence aspect to being an owner and just like sticking with it. Cause I feel like, That people just give up a little bit too easily. And everyone who is like you or has a successful agency, they all have one thing in common is that they faced adversity and they overcame it. At some point, they were struggling, just like you guys are. At some point, they had to really rethink how they wanted to structure their business. And maybe they had to fire people. Maybe they had to take on a new service or or stripped down their services, major changes. But yeah, they all overcoming adversity has been a a theme, I guess I would say.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that because it's funny, this story I continuously hear resonates with me. And it's kind of a, a fairy tale approach of a boy lost in the woods. He can only see so far and he comes across this magical fox and You know, he asked the fox, hey, I'm lost. What do I do? Where do I go? And the fox responds, he says, well, how far can you see? It's just enough to take one step. And the fox says, then just take one step. Take that step. And the lesson they right, is action, action. If you're a doer, you know, you're bound to expedite the rate in which you fail forward to your point. And I think Mm -hmm. ultimately it leads us all to a much, much more successful future. And that's what it's all about, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I really like that. I've never heard it like that sort of allegory. That's really cool. Something that our guests really like to hear, Michael, is just sort of your professional story, which is what we like to start with. So if you can go back as far as you'd like, if you want to go back to you know high school even or, or college or whatever, where'd you start your professional journey and how'd you get to where you are now? And I know it's a big question. Answer it however you'd like be creative just whatever you want to put into your own words that's what we'd like to hear
0: it is a big story and I'm going to throw you a curveball Ryan I didn't share this with you beforehand but you'll be shocked to hear one I'm I'm not an owner I'm our Cxo I am our third executive member I I am <laughs> we say we
1: say owners like in the intro and everything but yeah it's sometimes owners and it's sometimes executives so yeah that's doesn't matter it doesn't matter
0: and uh eleven years ago, I was a um a touring musician. I would travel across the world. I did warp tour. I did a couple of different things. We never really got big enough to make a living off of it. But the short version of the story is, I got shot two times and left for dead at an oh, art top. in downtown Phoenix. And where I got shot would cause me to kind of be holed up for a little while and in, in a bed before I was able to walk again. And it was a leap of faith man i posted on facebook just desperately looking for some type of remote work and let's just uh be mindful 11 years ago remote work wasn't as common yeah yeah dark and i was very very blessed i was lucky one of the owners our coo anna yano i knew her through a friend you know god answered a prayer man she was mentioned that we had this contracted entry-level position where we would listen to phone calls and at that time in my career, I didn't even know what SEO was. I didn't know what it stood for. I didn't mm-hmm. even really know what Rhino did. I just knew I had to listen to these phone calls because how I classified them was extremely crucial. It's one of our unique differentiators. We have a reporting software that allows us to really distinguish like what was legitimately a new lead versus a repeat customer in the trade space. That's kind of a condensed version of, of how I ended up here. <laughs>
1: Wow. Oh, man. I, I have a lot of questions that come just from that little bit that you shared. You're a musician. First of all, what what kind of music are we talking about?
0: Yeah, it's a heavier rock and roll. We did right. like scream other like, things. Metal. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Love it. That's really cool. So during that time, you don't have to tell the story if you don't want to, but like, how'd you get shot?
0: I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, man. There was a group of friends. We were at an art walk in downtown Phoenix. One of the people in the group just had a little bit too much to drink, ran their mouths to the wrong set of uh wrong guy. Yeah. And you know, it just kind of one thing evolved. And you know, it's I won't bore you with every little detail, but let's just put it this way. I didn't deserve it. I was trying to do the right thing and look out for somebody who you know, was going to get what was coming to him and tried to be a hero and I paid the price. You
1: too, you looked, so you stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. You're a man of faith. I am as well. So I, I like to hear that. And like, I'm sure you know that that happened for a reason and look where you are now. That's
0: yeah. right, man. I wouldn't change a thing. As a matter of fact, I joke, I tell my friends and the, and the co-owners here that, uh, that I would gladly do it again, man. Yes. Yeah been a fun 11 years at this organization and it's built a career for me. And, you know, the two of them have been mentors that I admire very much. They're practically family Mm now.
1: Oh, I love to hear that. So 11 years, man. Okay. So call listening, like differentiating between leads. So that was like your first, your first position. And then how did you slowly, did you just work your way up the ladder?
0: Yeah. I only really listened to calls, but my curiosity, I think, got me in a world of (laughs) chaos, right? You ask so many questions and finally they just say, hey, you know what? Your baby, your problem. They just hand it to you. (laughs) You built so much trust and faith and, and trying to understand the bigger picture. So, I mean, it eventually evolved and it became, hey, you know what? You run this team. So I played a pretty crucial role in helping develop that reporting system, you know, analytical data was kind of my jam. You know, mm-hmm. I do a lot of data analysis on a regular basis, lead gen. And it teed me up for success, man, because it's kind of like the end of the journey, right? Like when you follow the consumer through the entire lead generation funnel and the sales process to be at the back end and see the, you know, the outcome of everyone's efforts, I think really set me up to understand business in general and the grand scheme of what we were doing as an operation. Yeah, But really, you know, we were small, we were nimble 11 years ago, we were, you know, at one point, four or five people sitting around a dining room table, you know, and when the business is, is that small, people come, they go, and we only really have one person in SEO or one person in PPC, SEM, know mm-hmm. people prefer to use different acronyms there. But, you know, when somebody would leave, I would just say, I got this. And I was really always driven by overcoming adversity for obvious reasons at this point. Yeah. right? Yeah. And really what it came down to is I would spend my daytime, you know, doing my actual role and. Then I would spend nighttime just self-educating, going to Google and everything I could and learning everything I could. Going to webinars
1: and wherever you got to do to intake new knowledge.
0: Yeah. 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 And I would say over the 11 years, I tended to lean predominantly into the SEO side versus paid advertising. That was more interesting to me. I had a lot more fun. Yeah. You're just drawn to it, sort of. But I should be clear, right? Like we all know, especially on this podcast, SEO is a a major thing. But we are, like you said, you know, niche oriented. We literally specifically specialize in trades, predominantly HVAC, plumbing, electrical. So everything is local SEO based, from you know content to Google business profiles and maps listings and you know, blogging and you know, things of that nature. We have a very, very unique approach and strategy, right? Compared to how some of these other e-commerce businesses or, you know, a, a major brand equity-based company like Coca-Cola, they'd be doing things dramatically different than the way we do. Obviously. Oh, yeah.
1: First of all, I, I love local service-based businesses, especially for SEO, but for, for all marketing purposes, really. But yeah, if you you're in the local service-based home services, that's amazing. So you have a bulk of them in HVAC, is that right? And then some other, you know, plumbers, electricians, home like roofers, fencers, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. You know how Rhino began. We we were blessed. Our CEO, very very gifted when it comes to building relationships, and some of the relationships that he built in his previous agency experience led to opportunities for us that were predominantly in HVAC. So. Mm-hmm air conditioning and heating was where we built the bulk of our business. And for many years, that's what we prided ourselves on doing. But we eventually became so good at that. And we learned through a lot of our clients that it was common for them to also add on plumbing or electrical as they wanted to expand their offerings. Mm. So over time, you know, it just became obvious. We wanted to shift and adjust our brand to be focused around home services rather than just AC. So I would say, I'm going to say 60 to 70% is of our organization is going to be based in HVAC, but tons of electrical. In the last two years, tapped into roofing as well. Sure. And now, just this year, we've started tapping into garage doors.
1: Oh, awesome. So what we've found, and we've worked with a ton of home services as well over the course of our nine years of business. What we found is, is that The ones that have emergency services attached to them are really, really, really good for projects because you can show them their return on investment very quickly if you know that like, yeah, these ones are coming in on nights or weekends. And like if you're doing a service call and you added on $175 because it was an emergency and you can do that 24-7, like that's a it's a really good way to make some money. So when you like one of the very first things we ask people is like, you know, what are your primary services? What do you enjoy selling the most? It's usually like your most profitable service, right? But sometimes it's not. When we ask that, and we get like, yeah, I feel like emergency calls are the best. Like Saturdays and Sundays or like holidays, they're the best. And we I've got a great team and they like they're always happy to go out and do it cuz I pay them triple time and yeah. and so
0: on and so forth, but Yeah. Yeah, If they do it, right. Like, I I mean, I always tease the clients that I'm like, if you've got the staff and you're going to go out on weeknights or you're going to go out on weekends, like, you know, you could probably even get some of these leads for dirt cheap because there isn't really a ton of competition unless you get smaller mom and pops, right? Like so many factors that change that. But man, if there's anything I've realized is like the home services is a great space. Like we're super blessed. The pandemic made me Mm -hmm. realize that it's like you know, and I tread lightly, like COVID and the pandemic was heartbreaking for so many industries. And I empathize for those that were affected negatively. Mm-hmm. we were blessed. We were very lucky. It just so happened that the home services, like, especially in this day and age where we've got these cell phones and, you know, a lot of our demographic, it's like, it's your home, your comfort yeah. is a priority. And I just think, especially now more than ever, consumers are like entitled we get what we want when we want it because these mobile devices have trained us to think that way. Yeah. yeah. And what I had realized instantly was if we're going to go into lockdown, we're just going to run these air conditioners harder. We're going to run water yeah. or, you know, like everything is going to be doubled. So, I mean, I instantly, regardless of the business owner fear that was struck based upon the industry, started telling everyone, double down, man. Like, Yeah,
1: keep just now's the time. Yeah.
0: People aren't going to let COVID stop you from coming in and fixing an air conditioner if it's 120 degrees in June and it breaks, you know, like it's a health risk. So we just started realizing a lot of our clients were essential. So, yeah, yeah. the the home services, like. I love it. I love it. It's
1: very, yeah, it's, it's great. And like you said, like it's safe, it's very safe. Everyone's always going to need that service or these types of services like all the way until let's say we get into like the dark ages, people are still going to need, if they've got a dwelling that they need help with, they're Mm -hmm. always going to need businesses like the ones that you guys cater to. So what are the services that you're currently offering?
0: So we're predominantly SEO and PPC. We do social media as well. We've been pushing out with video production, which is great. It works hand in hand with our SEO. Yeah. We don't like, we don't advertise ourselves as a web design agent because we don't build sites. We only build websites as part of our SEO strategy. So to be clear, like we build them, we just. We build them for uh, digital marketing to be specific. Right? Yeah, for a more ongoing,
1: like holistic
0: approach instead of yeah, just like... A- even social media as well is something that we do. You know, one of the things we learned along the way with all of the call listening and reporting, hearing all of these recorded calls and helping us to distinguish what is a new customer and, you know, did it come from your SEO or PPC? Mm-hmm. Was this a referral from a billboard? Digging into all that data, we quickly realized that like you could have the lowest cost per lead in the world and generate all of these opportunities. But because we're lead generation based, it it was very quick that we had realized, well, we can't control the customer service representatives, right? So Mm -hmm. our reports would start allowing us to look at like, hey, if I brought you 100 leads, how many of them did your rep actually book? And we started tracking that because... Well, nobody wants to be on receiving end of a phone call where, you know, a client is accusing you of doing a poor job when you've got, you know, a sixty dollar cost per lead and you're crushing it. And you're going, "How do you get this perception that I'm not doing my part?" Like we brought you (laughs) opportunities. Your average ticket's five hundred dollars, five grand if it's a new system. Yeah, bring a lead for sixty bucks. Like, what are you upset about? And we quickly realized their CSR team and their operational workflow would prevent them from actually booking the job. So then, we had even more value come into our reporting because we were able to show them, like, you're paying all this money for SEO, PPC, social, yada yada, but but your team is bleeding. You're dropping all of these yeah. leads. You're not you're not capitalizing on it.
1: It's so interesting. How like sometimes a marketing company will uncover such like a glaringly what seems to be obvious like problem with a business internally, yeah, and then try to even help remedy it for them. When it's like, man, I just hired you guys to run some ads and, and do SEO, and like, look at my business is much better now. Like, and you just did that for me. So yeah, having that, it's having, that, cool. it's having fun. that like expertise and being able to say like, yeah, I've seen this a hundred other times. That's kind of what it what it comes down to. And like the name of this podcast, the Niche Agency, we just really, really, really love niche agencies, and it's because it's you're so much better at your job. Like, let's. Let's just be real. If you're doing a, you know, a website project, a personal injury attorney paid me 10 grand to build a a website for him. And then the next day I'm doing SEO for home services. And the next day I'm running ads for a dentist. Like it's it's really, really hard to get really, really good at a lot of things. That's sort of the starting point that we want people to go after is like if you've got something that you think you can run with, just run with it. Like if you've got a a couple of clients and you know, the medical industry where maybe they're private practices or pediatricians, pick pediatricians and just try to be like the best marketer for pediatricians that you can. If it fails, do something else. Pick something,
0: you know. I'm a total advocate for this because I've seen it firsthand in 11 years. OK, like we had, you know, unique clients come to us when we were small and nimble and we mm-hmm. used to take on one off projects, right, like limo services or you know, dentists, like things pop up, but to your exact point, you know, and that's kind of why I brought up the booking rate and the CSR coaching is because to your point, when you're in a niche and you're really focused on being the best at what you do, it evolves and you start building these services that all tie into this like one-stop shop for that particular, yeah. industry, right? Like, yeah we develop, this coaching is something that we're trying to offer and roll out to help the CSRs book better. This is like a newer product that we've been baiting and trying to, we call it our traction program because it's like, Hey, if we bring you all these leads and you can't close them, guess what? Now we're going to help coach you on how to close them better. So you're getting more revenue from what we bring in. But to your point, the niche is the key. Okay. Like it's, it's, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be B2B man and I'm speaking every business owner here listening, I'm telling you, I mean like, you're marketing, and if you're B2B, you're being hired to help grow a business. How are you going to argue <laughs> the guy that understands what you're selling? and what you're offering versus the company that is doing multiple different things, it becomes clearly obvious that this one is specialized and focused. Oh, yeah. And I think for you to succeed in your marketing and really get the result that you're hoping for, you need to work with somebody that understands the language, the service, and can come up with unique strategies to help you succeed. So I'm a total advocate, man. Like I would say 100% niche is the way to go.
1: And from there, you kind of just... Keep iterating, you keep getting better. Like obviously, especially in SEO, like it's an ever-changing landscape. You have to keep on top of things and you have to keep getting better and better. But you develop such a good foundation where it's so easy for like, okay, another client came on, our onboarding service is fleshed out entirely. Onboard them. Take these steps, whatever you know, PMS you're using, run them through these onboarding steps. We already know, like keyword research is a cinch because it's just take the. You know, city or neighborhood, top five neighborhoods, whatever, right. and just plug it into what we do, and we know it's going to work because it's worked for two hundred other companies already, and we know yeah. that. Like, we can we can show people that too, and that's a big part. Is like, if you can show a dentist that you got more butts in seats, like more asses in seats in the dentist office, for you know a dozen other folks, like they're going to
0: be ten times more inclined to work with you. That's right where it changes, man. It's like when you get on the phone with Dr. What's His face and you say, Hey, I saw Susie converted. She came in and got that implant, you know, and, and you give the full name and the phone number. And Dr. What's His face says, Dude, I just had a conversation with her and you can tap into his reality. Yeah. He can not that. And he goes, Well, holy shit, SEO actually does work. Like, this because is yeah. skeptical. They don't get it. Yeah. So, when you're able to tie that, show them that journey and tie tie it together for them, I think that's a game-changing moment for each of them. And let's be clear, like Google's also, and this is a passionate topic for me, but you know I believe that as Google evolves, it really just wants data from websites. It really doesn't want to send consumers to the sites. It wants to keep them within Google. This is another reason that I think a niche is so important, right? Like, And for my home service folks, I'm going to talk about local service ads. It's a, you know, it's a paid offering that only appears for the home services. And if you didn't focus on the home services and learn everything about LSA, that would be a dramatically missed opportunity for a business that is not niche oriented, just tapping into anything that it can get. Because Google yeah. is making all of these unique services and products by industry where it makes the most sense for them, you know? So just kind exactly. of going call it down too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And having like, a, so for especially local, like there's local SEO and there's SEO, like making sure that you have a really good local offering, like, okay, we're going to focus heavily on your GBP. We're going to do amazing citations. We're even going to do paid citations. We're going to do niche specific citations. We're going to make sure that we're posting twice a week or excerpts or whatever. We're also going to be building links to your GBP and like working on that authority building. That's really important, really important to have. And like, if our listeners can take that away it's like, if, if you're offering SEO right now and you don't have a clear differentiator between a local package and non-local package, do that, like do that as soon as you can.
0: Because oh, yeah, 100%. Like if you're in a local <laughs> SEO and you're not really all in on GBP, Google Business Profiles, yeah. Google Map, Google My Business, all of the different names, they've rebranded it. You are missing out. So oh, yeah. I believe it's the future of local SEO. I think like, and as 100%. I- 100% as I've observed the data, like over the years, I've continued to watch the maps listing, especially because these days, Google's giving you a lot more information, you know, like they're sharing. Oh yeah. And they're sharing traffic through maps and calls and even phone numbers. Like when they call maps is, is like my, my passion in the SEO world. It's something that I think is going to be dramatic and continue to be crucial as the years go by.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's something over the last like, Three ish years that we've really honed in on. And we just started using a new tool, Local Falcon. I'm sure you've heard of it, but we used it. to use Bright Local to do like geo grids and now right, we're using Local geo. Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just showing somebody a geo grid, using that as a sales tool, like, hey, let me do an audit for you and let me show yeah. you a geo grid of like you and then your top three competitors. And I'll show you that, like, okay, you got one right in the center and then it's all red. All the way around you. Just that one visual for them. Because typically, like, they're not, these are not marketing agency folks. Like, they don't know all the mumbo jumbo. Yeah.
0: They if they just it.
1: see that, they're like, holy shit. Like, I got to do something about this. Right. And that's like, that's a really good indicator for them of like, if they're on the fence, like, yeah, okay, I should probably start
0: spending some money on this. So yeah. I travel and I, I do these presentations quite often. It's funny to hear you say that. I mean, my conversations, Night and day sound the same. It's like, hey, what do you think is the number one source of your lead generation as a plumber? And they tell me word of mouth, and I'm like, word yeah, referral, right. yeah. And then I sit here and I say, of course, why? You, you know, it's word of mouth. What do you think it's a referral for? Why do you think everybody's always saying, do I know a guy? And they kind of look at me funny, and we eventually go back and forth. and And what I try to pitch to them is, I say, it's trust. Trust is what you're buying. Money is just Mm -hmm. the ticket for trust. Trust is the core of what you're really trying to obtain. And I laugh because this is the thing is at the end of the day, I'll tell them, well, if you don't know a guy, what do you do? There's a reason people say Google it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not telling me you Bing it. You're not telling me you Yahoo it. You're not telling me. You yeah. say you Google it because Google won the trust of the consumer who's looking for something and doesn't know where to go. So if you're not focused on it and you're not pouring into your SEO or any type of paid advertising, you do it. He's told me, if you don't know the guy, this is what you're going to do. So why are you not focused there?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I love the way you put that. And yeah, that's, that's exactly right. If, especially if someone's like, maybe they're new to a city, they just moved from a different state, and they're like. Right. I have no idea. My air conditioner just went out. I have no idea. I don't know a guy they You're right. going to pull out your phone. You're going to search for AC repair near me or HVAC near me or best HVAC near me or whatever. And you're where probably you going to pick map? one of the top 10 or, or one of the top three, like in the map pack.
0: When you do that keyword search, where do you go to search for it? I'm just curious. Do you like pull up Google or do you go to like Google maps and do the search or?
1: Oh yeah. So like, nine times out of 10, I'm, on the go, so it's it's mobile. And it asked me like, do you know, can we use your location? Yes. Okay. Here's your map pack, your top th- or your your three pack.
0: I yeah. use the Maps app a lot. Like I do a keyword search in the Google Maps app. Oh, you do. Bypass like all of the ads and all of the fluff that comes through the browser version of like a Google search app. Oh and yeah, so, like, I guess that's a good point. Now people search differently. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. If you're not used to the platform, if you're a consumer. Yeah. You might not know the difference between the top like paid result and the top organic result. But I mean, these days, even like my grandparents know the difference between yeah. an organic result and a paid result. And that's why, you know, you're the top organic position, captures 30% of traffic and the top paid position is like, I think 16 or something, but it's
0: dramatically drops off. But anyway, well, yeah, I mean, you tell them like I'm scrolling like, past the ads because it's trust I'm after. And I find what I'm looking for organically. The key yeah. in your advertising is to intercept them on the way by giving them something that's too good to be true. That's all we're doing.
1: That's a, yeah. That's very well put. I would like to hear a little bit more about like Rhino's history, like before, before you were in the picture. If you yeah, could give us like a really brief background.
0: Well, we began in 2008. We were known as Brickyard Marketing at the time because our CEO, Cristiano, is originally from Indianapolis and he was a former IndyCar racer. So that was his passion. Sorry to interrupt, but where are you guys based out of now? Phoenix. Phoenix, okay. All right. Phoenix, yeah. We eventually rebranded. This would have been, goodness, it was either 13 or 14. I always mm-hmm. confuse years it blurs together which is where we rebranded to rhino strategic solutions but i'll tell you i mean before me it was them doing everything i laugh like anytime our you know because our ceo and our coo so like when you're telling me you're building websites and you're doing all the seo and stuff it's hard to imagine because they're doing such higher level things these days you know but hmm that's basically the gist of it. You know, they were married. They are a married couple who basically did everything themselves. And
1: Oh, uh, they did. So they oh. fulfilled on services themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, they weren't just hiring contractors left and right or like, you know, up work or whatever.
0: No. Yeah, I laugh. I laugh. Like I know, I know sites and I know Chris would make designs and we would get by, man. They would figure it out. It's one yeah. of the things I've always admired about them is where there's a will, there's a way and you know nothing stops them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys doing SEO 11 years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. SEO is Like foundation.
0: When you talk about Rhino, SEO is our core product. And- that's like,
1: okay. So like people in the Phoenix or probably even, you know, larger surrounding area know that like you guys are the SEO company for home services.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you go to like a lot of these trade-based events, we've done very, very well marketing ourselves. And a lot of how we actually did that, believe it or not, it wasn't just distributor-manufacturer relationships. We eventually had a partnership with a company called the Sasha Group, which was mm-hmm. owned by Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary B.
1: Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: And our partnership with Gary being the social media mogul that he is, he had basically we kind of made it a, a partnership to help just develop and grow the company strategically and also fine tune like the social media offering and all kinds of things. But what it actually led to is a podcast that we now host today called to the point home services I believe mm-hmm. it's not 17 in the nation for all of marketing, not just digital. So it's a oh, lot, wow. massive, massive podcasts that we do. We put out an episode every single week What's the, what's the title one more time to the point, to the point Home okay. services podcast. Everybody go check that out right now. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we roll around and, uh, we've definitely managed to brand ourselves. Well, I think if anything, the, the most frustrating part is like, once you get that brand equity and you do so well in the space, people just assume that you're not affordable and I'm like, Mm. On, got all these great values. Like, don't you think we've created packages for the small mom and pop? So we remember where we come from. Like, yeah, boy, we get is bringing the little business up to that, you know, getting over that $5 million hump, even getting your first million.
1: Yeah. Or, or even going from 100 to 300. Like, that's such a joy because you know, that's, you know, if, if that is a mom and pop, actually, or it's like a mom and pop and son yep. and daughter, whatever, you improve their lives dramatically by what you just did for them. That's my that, favorite part that, about the gig. It, yeah. That that feels really good. Like I was a paramedic for for 5 years and I got I got my kicks off of like helping people directly. I don't get that a lot anymore except for when I know that I've helped the business grow to a point where their lives are now better. That's where I get my kicks now.
0: Yeah, you know, that's how it was for me too. obviously not a paramedic, right? Like, like I said, bless your heart, dude, that's amazing, like that you're truly going out there and making a difference, right? Like, for me, it was like, writing songs to just inspire, right? But, but now it became same as you, like, it was really cool to see how I could help business owners accomplish their goals and dreams and know that it kind of uh, trickles down to the jobs we create. Mm employees they have. But as our company has evolved over the years, as our CXO, I'm not just responsible for our clients' experience. I'm also responsible for the Rhino experience. So sure, we've got yeah. about 100 employees and I look at them as like my true inspirations. And now mm-hmm. I find that a lot of my passion and joy comes from leadership development and truly trying to make sure that everyone here feels cared about as people. Yeah. And that they're happy here, because I know that if I can focus on the core of the employee, that the productivity and the performance is going to naturally touch more clients like I was doing, you know, years ago, working on these accounts myself. Yeah. So it's just like, kind of how do I broaden my reach and help more people by focusing on all of these rhinos running around here, just pouring their hearts into what they do.
1: Is that what you call your your team? Little rhinos?
0: Oh, they're my Rhino fam, man. My we Rhino, Rhino
1: fan. Nice. I love that.
0: Rhino I love fan. That.
1: And even like, if you're listening and you're like, I don't have a team, even if you have contractors, like get really good at making sure your contractors are happy. Like send them a Christmas card, send them like a, send them a gift basket, like make sure they know that you really appreciate them. They're just going to do better work for you
0: i mean guys i'm a byproduct of that i i'm a byproduct of that i was that contractor you know and all. yeah of- and you were you felt that appreciation you felt that that's it, man. that's it yeah don't overthink it like if you genuinely care genuinely like mm-hmm. you have to find a way to be passionate and like you know ask steven like how was his weekend did he enjoy that trip to sedona like, hey, over yeah. here is getting married yeah. in two months. Yeah. Like, set the reminder to check in with her and say, hey, are you getting excited for the wedding? It might be hard to remember the lives of a hundred people. So take notes, set reminders, be intentional and legitimately care about these people, regardless of whether they work for you, whether they're your client, whether they're uh, you know, even just a friend. Like if you just focus on the genuine aspect and pour into them. Mm-hmm promise it will just naturally evolve and it will go the direction you want it to go.
1: Yeah, I I really love that. And one one thing we always look for in our in these episodes is like little nuggets to take away. That's a really good nugget, guys. If you can take that away, please do. Like just treat people well. Treat people with respect regardless of like if they're your employee or if they're a client or they're a friend or family member, just treat people with respect. You're going to have a better time. As in like a better life.
0: (laughs) I would love to just add to that. I mean, because I'm passionate just like you and helping like it is a good nugget. And I'll even give you the schematic. Have a mission statement and have your core values. Don't pick more than seven. Have core values. I can tell you that when Chris and I chose the seven core values that I wear on my wrist, we intentionally chose core values that you could be proud of as a human being, not just an employee, right? Yeah, same here. I don't know if that's the right core value, man. Like <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> things that I can leave here at five o'clock and be proud of as a person, yeah. give them the values, let it be their playbook. Then you'll accomplish the mission and the mission equates to the vision. If you can write that playbook, you will be able to do those things that you're saying yes. this is your gold nugget. Like, and I'll even give you guys a book. It's called traction by Gino Wickman. It was a great book. Oh, yeah. to read with. The read it. Team. Loved it. Yep. Yep. Ripped it right out of that book, man. <laughs> yep. So, do you, do you guys follow EOS? We went through it as a leadership team. We didn't get an implementor, but we tried to do as much of it we could, like as we could ourselves. And some great things came from it, man. Like mm-hmm. you know. So maybe not like
1: a hundred percent of the system, but like some correct. good holes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's I feel like that's how most companies yeah, man, go about. It. They don't like it treat it as gospel. It's more like, okay, I really like these nine out of ten things. Yeah. I'm gonna implement these.
0: Yeah, just helps you yeah. make progress. You know, like you said, like even if you do a couple of things, it's better than doing nothing.
1: Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. So attractions a, a great one to to throw out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just EOS in general, if you guys are listening and you don't know what either of these things are, do some research. Really good proven techniques to help you run your agency and to have an effective team how to do effective communication and leadership and it's wonderful just just trust us
0: check it out totally keep the book on me at all times it's like a little mini pocket bible for work
1: yeah it's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah right all right well thank you so much mike that's going to do it for us today i've been your host ryan mcgovern thank you again for being here mike you were wonderful Thank you so much for tuning into the Niche Agency Podcast. If you're new, please consider subscribing. Uh, We upload new episodes every Thursday at 12 Eastern. If you're an agency owner trying to niche and scale your business, we'd love to speak with you about a scalable white-label SEO solution. If you got this far in the episode, I'd like to extend an invitation to submit a free SEO discovery audit for us. We'd be happy to do some audits for you or just get in touch. I'd love to talk. My email is ryan at seobrothers.co or you can find me on LinkedIn, Ryan McGovern. And also, if anything Mike has said today has resonated with you, anything about the business, anything you want to talk about, maybe you have a home services client that you're stuck on, you're having troubles with, he's a man to talk to.
0: Mike, how can the people get a hold of you? Thank you so much for having me, man. This is a lot of fun. I love geeking out on this stuff, but uh, you heard it. Yeah, same here. You heard it from me earlier, man. Like my passion is just giving back. It's teaching, it's helping others, it's coaching, nothing makes me happier in seeing people succeed. So guys, I'm on LinkedIn, Michael Venitas. There's not many Venitas's out there. It's V-E-N-I-D-I-S. And you guys are more than welcome to email me. It's M mvenitas.com at rhino dot please throw me some questions just say hello like i love uh, growing my inner circle to to do this type of stuff ryan so thank you so much for your time and i appreciate you having me today.
1: yes thank you thank you so much again mike take care be well good luck with the business good luck with
0: continuing to grow likewise man cheers